It's like trying to dig up your dead child instead of just getting a new one, right? You still heard about the first one, but like forever be wallowing about, you know, the first one. Well, it's not going to make you happier, right? Don't forget your past, but embrace it and try to learn from it, create a new form of reality from it. Bonjour, bitches. Welcome to a new episode of Croissant Hours. I'm your host, Jusri Croissant. And in this episode, frankly, um, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it as least complainy as possible. Um, but I also have to disclose some things. One of the disclosures, I have to finish some things I complain about often because I kind of want to get it off my back. I'm kind of done. Uh, not done, but like, um, I think negativity, negativity is just getting... It's just not a smart thing. Let me put it that way. So, first off, uh, I am grateful. Uh, by the way, I have like the most upbeat music in my ears right now. You should listen to the band Lamp. Uh, it's a good band, Japanese little indie band. Uh, I first want to welcome all the new subs that uh, have been watching my uh, slander videos. Uh, as some people, well, just some people have been enjoying it. That's cool. I um, will be doing some more. Um, I'm not gonna do them to the end of time because I will just get fucking stale. But to all those people that are joined and enjoy my uh, shitty comedy, uh, I should call it shitty. I'm actually pretty fucking hilarious. Um, welcome. This is uh, like my <laughs> weekly podcast, quote unquote. But actually, uh, you know, I, I think it's been two weeks now. But that's mainly because um, I, 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 I don't wanna do episodes where I don't actually give something of value. Um, but, you know, kind of undermined my duty to because I, I mean i am uploading once a week so i'm not totally because that's kind of my rule that i upload one, once a week um but uh i was gonna say uh the podcast the podcast itself isn't always uh weekly it's more like bi-weekly now and even now i don't feel equipped but i guess you just have to go through with through with it at some point right um i mean what, what's one episode in a whole span of hundreds that I'm going to do, because I will probably be doing this for, I don't know, the next five, ten years, something like that. I don't I don't see a reason why not to do it, right? It's basically just a digital diary, um, and people can just follow along with my life's journey, you know, and all my triumph and depressions uh, currently in a, <laughs> in a good uh, period of my life, I would say, despite certain complications. Anyway, welcome to all those new uh, subs and shit. Uh, hope you follow along and uh, enjoy whatever I uh, get into. And let, me, let me get a little closer to the mic so, so I can be more ASMR for y'all. Because <laughs> I know some people here like it when I talk really intently into the mic. Um, which is another thing I want to get into. Um, <laughs> one of my episodes... Um, YouTube decided it was funny to, or some dickhead decided it was funny to um, flag one of my videos for sexual content. And I don't know if I talked about this uh, two weeks ago, but um, to whoever did that, um, yeah, that wasn't very nice. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to resolve it currently because I find it very unfair that I get striked for something. Uh, I think they, it was even like something like a Reddit link, maybe not even the episode. So a Reddit link, which is by the way, under every video I've made on the podcast from a certain point, then I would have had already like, what is it? 20 strikes by now, right? So that makes no sense. Um, but somebody, I guess had a vendetta against me. Um, 
And also, I can reject it for monetization because my content is um, reused, whatever that means. I'm like, okay, this, so every channel that creates memes can't be monetized, is that it? Uh, everything, every gaming channel <laughs> basically is like, what is reused? And I, I looked at the criteria and it was, I wouldn't say I felt under, or I fell under that, right? It wasn't just I'm literally taking somebody else's videos and putting that in my video. Maybe they just thought every meme looked the same, uh, therefore just flagged it as that. Um, but whatever, I'll, I'll get monetized pretty quickly. Um, you can help by that by clicking the fucking subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> um, for real though, I do appreciate it when people actually uh, support me and follow me along. And also, a thing I noticed you guys don't do, Leave some fucking comments. Like I'm, uh, you know, it feels like I'm talking to dead air right now, which I'm technically am. I'm technically just talking my mic, but you know, a little bit of a dialogue, so I get feedback. I, I get feedback on my Discord and I talk on the voice chat there. But you know, on YouTube, uh, people are kind of cold. Uh, you guys, you guys can warm up. So you can get out of your little introverted shithole. Okay, come on, I don't bite. Um, so yeah, I've uh, been reading more Iron Rants. Uh, like three quarters through Atlas Shrug right now, and uh, it just gets better and better. Um, I don't know how that's even possible. I guess finishers just uh, are just amazing at writing. Not nah, well, maybe IGTS are just really good writers. And I, I talked to CJ about this, where I said, um, What did he say? Well, it was something about, oh, uh, he said something, uh, I critiqued him on something, and then he's like, oh, that is, if, if you ever write a book, Mr. Croissant, oh, he didn't say that exactly, but you know what I mean. And then uh, I said, well, I probably will, because I don't want to leave this planet, you know, not having written anything, not made, not having made a movie, not having made a uh, series, not have made a piece of music. I think it's, you know, you're just missing such a divine realm of life. And that's not me trying to sound pretentious, but like, really, like music, uh, books, um, you know, series, movies, they can hold such uh, divine feelings, right? I mean, Jordan Peterson always does where he's like, well, you know, when you listen to a profound piece of music, it's it's like, and he starts crying, you know. It's like you, you um, interact with the divine. It's it's the perfect balance of chaos and and and, and order. You don't uh, let that go, man. You really, you gotta treasure that. I, I can't cry on command, but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> although I'm like kind of teary out right now. Um, anyway, so yeah, Iron Man, fantastic. I love how, as I noticed more, like how the further you go into the story, the more the parallel parallels show up the symbolism. I didn't really pay attention to the uh, symbolism as much, but um, for example, the the cars, like the car that uh, Hank Reardon drives and the car that uh, Francisco drives, um, they go down in like race skill. I don't know if that actually has to do with anything, but he drives a black car, he drives a gray car. And I don't know, I guess the, that one of the other three, uh, you know, college grads, uh, the, the three musketeers, um, I guess that the third one, uh, writes a white car or something, at least. And, and it was funny because that actually corresponded with a, a piece of symbolism I wanted to do in my uh, future animated series, um, which is coming. I, I keep saying that, but it's probably going to take another five years, maybe more, to actually get that fully on its footing. I mean, I say five years, but, you know, look at my channel. Like, I thought, like, monetization was still going to take two years, but here we are, right? Well, I might like, actually accept it, but you know what I mean? Anyway, um... Oh, there was somebody in the in the comment section who was like, uh, "Oh, uh, for the next croissant hours, you should um, 
should do the Lelouch speech, right? And uh, actually, I'm recording a video on that. I only haven't fully fleshed out the script, so that maybe will take a little longer. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did record some of it. And, um, you know, being like, just three croissant commands you, you know, like very, I, it, it kind of pops on this mic sometimes, so I probably should get an XLR. Um, but yeah, I, I do like speaking that voice where I'm just like, <laughs> do what I say, bitch. I will, <laughs> you will listen to me right now. I, I love just, uh, you know, showing that NI. And that's also another thing I noticed. I, I, I kind of make fun of motivational speakers, but then I realized, well, motivational speakers are just really providing extrinsic motivation for any users. And I'm like, huh? Who is good at that? I'm like, oh wait, I'm an NI hero. Like I do that all the time. Um, I kind of motivate people all the time. You know, insert, insert virtual meme with, uh, you know, I'm motivated. Uh, but that's kind of what I do though. Like uh, I've had an effect on people uh, and fuck it, maybe I'll monetize it. Um, I'm a capitalist over here, okay? I don't care. And you guys be like, oh, well, socialism, I don't care. Individual striving, bro. Just all this, all this communist socialist bullshit. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I think true capitalism doesn't step on other people because oh, that's a stupid notion to me, right? It's like, oh, if you're creating wealth or you're creating, you're having success, you're, you have, you necessarily have to take away from other people. It's like, how does that even make sense, <laughs> right? If you create, well, like in Atlas Shrug, you create railroads or you create metal, right? It's not like you're taking away, like, your railroads from other people and using it for your own gain. No, you're transfusing it and creating more added value, and I'm just economics 101, right, uh, to this thing, right? Um, to say that I'm, again, it's not like I'm stealing your copper or I'm stealing your your metal. I'm not stealing your, um, what is it? I'm not stealing your railroad. So to, for you to say to me, oh, well, if you're, if you're profiting on your skill or talents and providing something of value in this world and you don't get a reward for that, well, not a reward. A reward sounds like, uh, like a, like pleading, right? Like, ah, oh, please give me a reward. Like, actually, just create uh, wealth as a side effect from that. I don't know. I, I don't find that a crime. I actually find that a fundamental principle of human existence, right? Yeah, you, you can tell Iron Rand has really rubbed off on me. Um, anyway, um, uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. I, I talked about the animated series, and I talk probably going to talk about it for the next couple of years and just give little brief snippets for you guys um, <laughs> about what it's going to be. I mean, I haven't visualized it fully yet, but um, the thing I've done recently is when I get up, I go outside automatically and just um, well, I, I either like go for a walk or I just sit in the sun. And if I just sit down, uh, well, first couple times it was kind of boring, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting, just literally waiting. So I get my sunlight in. I saw my circadian rhythm is all uh, charged up and they're ready to fucking go. Um, <laughs> you can tell my uh, testosterone is kicking in. No. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so I, I just, I'm pretty good at drawing, right? And I probably should show you guys actually, well, digital, digital art I'm a little less good at, less good, worse at. Uh, I just have to learn it more, but uh, maybe I should use that as like a background thing for this because like I, I suppose the audio spectralizer is cool and you can see my cool face and eyes, but actually having behind a spectralizer like a time lapse of me drawing something would be pretty cool, right? Only that takes me like, what is it? Six years or six years, <laughs> six years, uh, six hours to make or something because I am really, really engrossed into uh, drawing, right? And uh, creation of art. It's like that's 
my uh, I find that my true purpose. Like getting that animated series done, that's my true purpose. Uh, at least at the time, right? That's my control-based outcome that I want to get to. Um, overall, though, I just want to be an entertainer, you know, make people laugh. I think streaming is something I could definitely do pretty well. But the problem with streaming is, uh, because it's on a platform, right? Um, I'm always limited by that. Like, I can't, well, I can't talk about certain topics that uh, people might deem inappropriate, right? Um, and you know what, what kind of topics I'm talking about, probably, if you just think hard enough. Like, you could probably tell I'm not that PC. I don't, I don't really give a shit. And <laughs> the older I get, the less I give a shit. So that's good. Um... But let's go back to that uh, drawing thing. So I, I just basically, what I do now is I, I it's very hard for me to, to describe something in uh, fully into words. It's really hard for me. Um, that's why this thing like this podcast, I was, I was a meme about it. Wait, maybe I can find it. Give me a sec. Hold on, I got a meme for this. So um, we fight through fire and ice forever. Yeah, enjoy my singing in the meantime. It's uh, glorious. Yeah, Burrito Light. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it in a second. Give me, uh, where is the meme? Is this it? Yes, this is <laughs> I love this. Um, wait, first I have to resize it. So if you're, if you're looking on the... If you're just listening, you can look at the podcast right now. Switch to your phone. So <laughs> somebody said this in the server. And I, yeah, so left is basically TI users, you know, just internal, internal voice. I'm just, my feet hurt. I'm hungry. Stacy, <laughs> it's hot, etc. And then you have like <laughs> just visual thinking, right? Like that, the guy on the right, that's basically me. And not like, oh, I'm a chap, but just that's just the way I think, right? Like in, in visual interpretations. Same, same with, with a dream, right? Like if I dream something i can't just you know what i mean like it, describing uh, well picture is a thousand words i guess that's what i'm trying to say right so i just draw I, I can't show you it right now i don't have a camera here um but yeah i just draw out my uh dreams i should do more on that like dreams are so fucking cool i, I don't know why all of humanity well not all, <laughs> not all of humanity but <laughs> a large part of humanity is uh going into dreams or really researching dreams yeah i guess maybe psychology maybe neuro what is it, neuroscience um neurochemistry type shit but it, it, it i'm so confused how we're not totally focused on that because i think uh dreams reveal things we can't we could explain it of course right but it's it's it's, it's a voluntary psychedelic experience the whole planet does for at least what is it? Six hours a day, at least, right? Or five hours, if you do it. I guess if short term, but you know what I mean, right? You automatically go into it every single day. It's like we're voluntarily fucking junkies. Like, uh, <laughs> I love that meme from uh, what was it again? Uh, oh, I'm not addicted to water. Need literally needs it to survive. Like it's the same with sleep, right? With dreams, like we're all like a bunch of psychedelic trip, uh, psychedelic trip every day. And I think that's isn't that fucking cool. I don't know, I find that so cool. Um, but yeah, that visual thinking, like, I can articulate myself better right now. Um, well, otherwise people want to be attracted to me, right? In terms of, you know, audience and shit. But, especially now, let me go more ASMR. Uh, especially now, I'm like, uh, well, now I'm more articulate, but my visual perception of, well, visual thinking is way more advanced 
like there's there's certain images in my head that would take uh like like years to articulate or to illustrate i guess well i can't um i can illustrate it better though right so that's my point so that's what i was doing or i am doing where uh i i try to remember my dream or the most key parts of it and then i try to write down or draw out not write down draw out uh whatever i saw and i got some really fucking cool ideas for uh just future for, for future of my series because almost everything that i see in my series uh, has so, some correspondence to my true expression of of my personality right i think most people have that where if you truly if you really listen to your dreams it's almost like a divine call right and i'm not trying to sound pretentious there it's, it's really is though it's um it's literally something you can't explain yet you uh how do i put this it's not fully it's not yet fully articulated but it's already in your psyche right so so a thing i have and i call this I guess I use this like uh, I get this super ego, like wisdom shock or whiplash uh, just before I wake up, right? It's insane. So what basically happens is my super ego is the mind temple, right? Uh, I'm I'm INTJ and my super ego is ISFJ. Um, then before I wake up, something in my mind gets articulated, like like a poetic statement or a um, or a certain fact, uh, just a sentence that makes me like think for four hours, right? And I didn't, I didn't consciously think of it. It just it popped up and it articulated itself in front of me. Called God, whatever you want, but that that's what happens, right? So I get that. I had that. Uh, I had it a couple like a month ago. I had it. Would have. I don't know the exact lines. I'm going to share all the lines because they're personal. Um, but. Um, and certain, certain of those lights will get me demonetized also. So, or like, you know, banned. But um, they're usually so finely articulated. Like I'm, I'm reading like the fi finest poets. And I'm like, that came from me? That came from my mind? Like, I, I, I don't consider myself a good writer at all. And, um, and what was Iron Man said something like, uh, writing is serious business and it's not just for any bastard to try it out. I, I agree with that, right? Like, it, it's really dangerous business to, to write something profound and impactful. I mean, I would say, well, I'll get into that in a second, but um, yeah, but then that just is revealed in front of you, right? And you're like, whoa, <laughs> I, I like, I have, but it also makes you realize your capabilities, right? Uh, I, I see that in, in dreams generally, you, like you see yourself. I, at least, all my dreams are in the mostly in the in the first person, right? Sometimes in third person, or mostly in first person. So I'm I'm actually experiencing it, and they're very realistic situations, right? They're um, how do I explain this? Well, I'll change the picture real quick. Uh, excuse me. I'm uh, raised well. Don't worry, yet. worry. Here. That's how I feel like <clears throat> the universe reveals it to you. Source. Um, <laughs> fucking soy boys. Um, I was going to say. Uh, fuck. Yeah, it, it, uh, when I have my dreams, they're really, really realistic. I know if other people have this, like, let me know in the comments, because uh, I'm really interested in this. Like, my dreams, usually, they're... <laughs> and I guess I want to make my my animated series as well in this in this style, where it's... It's bordering on insanity. It's bordering on, but it's still real. And it's bordering on dystopian things, but it's still real. If, if you can understand that. So you don't quite know if something is actually happening. Oh, you, you mean like a dream? Uh, it's like, um, no, 
And I, well, yeah, of course it's a dream, but <laughs> how to explain this? Besides feeling like a dream and dreamlike, it's still grounded in something, right? It's, it's not like I'm just walking, like like gravity doesn't exist, and I'm like, uh, you know, some like I'm I'm looking at a third person perspective into something. People should look at maybe I should look into that. Fuck it, you know, uh, typology and and dreams, because I think you know, going back to you know, to young, where he actually stood for, um, having like seen the differences in in conscious interpretations. Uh, or conscious interpretations of the unconscious uh, differing per type, right? Like I already, I can already interpret my dreams to some degree with typology, right? I'm like, oh, this is my paranoia speaking to me. This is my uh, willpower, my vision for the future. This is my desire for status. Like I can articulate it better, but the feeling that comes along with it, because it's it's weird, right? Because um, I mean, there was this one tribe, I think they talked about this in uh, Mastery, if I'm correct, where, um, they described how a a dream was no different from real life because you as a person experienced it, right? Um, we say like, oh, well, that, those are just dreams, right? They're not real. It's like, who says they're not real, right? You you saw it, you experienced it, you just forget. Like, how is that any different from a real life experience? Uh, explain that to me, right? And you can say, well, the laws are different. Those things didn't happen. It's like, well, who are you to decide if it happened? I saw it happen in front of me. It it. I can think about it right now. I can remember it to some uh, some degree, and I can change my actions according to it. So, how is that any different from real life, right? I know people argue like, oh well, and, 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 like platonic. Shut up, shut up. Okay, uh, it, it's way cooler to to think it in in the sense of your dreams are actually real experiences. So the more you remember, like this, this is a cool thing. People always say, and it's a depressing thought, right? And I think every depressing thought has an optimistic counterpart to it, which actually explains it and rectifies it to, well, optimistic infinity, as you can call it, maybe. Because if you actually train yourself to, well, first off, a better light night's sleep, um, and then remember your dreams more, well, people always say, like, oh, well, one third of your life you're sleeping, you're eight hours, uh, eight hours a day you're sleeping, so you're not doing anything. It's like, first off, your sleep has functionality like to to like people think oh just sleep well i thought this as well right being all pragmatic and uh triple movement i was like well if i sleep more then i'm wasting time and i shouldn't do that that's stupid you know i'm, I'm going fucking losing my mind uh, if i don't uh, have one hour of productive work but it's like well actually your brain is repairing your brain is making new connections your brain is well it's doing all kinds of things your body your your fasting right that's that's eight hours of fasting you don't have to do anything for it. no effort just and then you wake up it's like eight hours of fasting done burning fat you know and nature automatically is giving you a chance to lose weight why aren't you following me a dipshit anyway <laughs> um i was gonna say um so but no i, I would argue that if you actually Try, for example, lucid dreaming. I have, I should get into that more because it's so fascinating to me. Like, I should, if I could get some type of mentor, I would pay big bucks to actually cons or consistently lucid dream. I've tried it. It's so hard for me. Maybe it's, it's just really hard for me to get in a rhythm. Um, but I think if I have somebody, uh, like in a day to day, who lucid dreams, and I can just literally be attached to them all day and just be like, mm hmm, yeah, what are you doing? Mm hmm. Uh, maybe for other people, this works as well. And if you can lose a dream, leave some, uh, leave something below that I can, you know, read about. Um, but basically, uh, I was gonna say, uh, if you can conscious, if you can remember that, um, not only is that time that you 
lost, uh, basically regains, right? Because you are experienced. That's one thing. Second thing, the probably the experience in your dream is fucking amazing, right? Uh, well, <laughs> if you're like me, you you still have nightmares. I mean. It, it, it kind of flip flops recently for me because like I've I kind of have 50 50 nightmares and dreams right now, which uh, yeah I mean the nightmares do show some pretty cool things, but I do not do not like the feeling, and sometimes it also translates into real life. Um, I was gonna say, if you can like I said if you can um, lose a dream or you can remember your dream or, or illustrate it or express it in any type of way, right? I find that. To have infinite value and uh you literally add on another well actual you're actually full lifetime right like if you're not gonna be 90 you can, you're not be you're not like oh well uh 30 day, 30 years of that i was just sleeping it's like no you're actually experiencing you're actually doing something right i find that a way cooler thought than just to be like oh well sleeping uh, um i was gonna say um oh yeah one thing i want to elaborate on like um, but Iron Man quote, right? Where she was like, oh, uh, writing is dangerous business. Yeah, and I find um, books are a good way to, how do I put this? I think it was, um, how's, it, how's the guy called from, uh, I have no mouth and I'm a scream. The ITJ author or something, you know? He was like, um, he thought the book was the perfect medium. I disagree. Um, I mean, maybe maybe like it's tied or second or like second, maybe first. It, it really depends on me because I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, what unique differentiating qualities does every piece of media have, right? So music, you can incorporate in other forms of media, right? Um, so like you, well, some some can. So in movies, you can put music in there, right? In uh, anim in series, in animation, you can put it in as well. You can. Uh, in games, you can also do it, right? I mean, some of my favorite tracks of all time are, you know, from games. So, okay, music, can, that's that's like a, I don't know what the word is, uh, complementary, complements, fuck. You know what I mean? It's it's added into the uh, other existing medias. So it's like, okay, okay, cool. So they can all have music. Okay, what is another form of contribution? Okay, pacing, writing, characters. Um, what What's more? Um, visuals, right? I was like, okay, that, that can all be captured into movies, series, and, uh, and, and animation, and uh, games, right? I'm like, well, the one that can do that the most is games, right? That can push the sensory experience to the max. So, in a pure expressional way, right? Uh, like, sensational expressional way, games, like, win in that sense. Because you can have a longer game than any book right let me put it that way like you can you can read uh what is it war and peace you can read uh that's one french book nat always uh scorns me for not saying correctly fuck you um by um by, by proust um but you know you can make always make a game that's like 160 hours long and sure uh i mean there are visual novels that long right um with good writing uh sure it takes a lot of uh, money and, and time to make it but you understand what i mean right i think the f the thing where um books win in right and i think this is what what writers always try to propagate i guess or try to explain is that a book has the advantage of imagination 
right? And that's me like, oh, man, look at me, I'm like SpongeBob, it's like imagination. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be just realistic with that. It's like, if I read I, uh, Apple Struck, right? Like, I know there's a movie, I haven't seen it yet, maybe it's bad, maybe it's good. But my interpretation of that, my vision of that novel, or any any fantasy novel, I don't like fancy novels, um, maybe a good fancy novel will change my mind, but for now, I don't really like them. Um, but that scope and the interpretation of that um, will always, the imagination of that will always surpass whatever you could put in a game, right? Because you have a certain emotion, you have a certain view and a certain, how do I put this? idealized imagination in your head right so that that's why that's why i always get annoyed when people say oh well the book was better it's like bitch it will, a book will always be better because a book suits your imagination it's a different form of media right like but i think that you oh <laughs> you can't control your imagination of course but i sometimes can't wink wink um but you know what i mean right it's um i guess the 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 games win in reality and books in you know imagination of course but like i mean the best thing would be of course if you could uh was, what's the word surplant is that the word i don't know if you can transform your imagination immediately onto some type of screen and you can interact with it in real time right so it's it bridges the gap between imagination and reality i mean that, that will be my god like i mean there, there's also major major security bridges you can have for that but you know, you understand what I mean, right? And that's what I kind of want to uh, touch upon is that your imagination, right? Like when I have a dream, when I, I, well, first off, I can't explain the feeling. Like, how do I recapture that, right? It's fleeting. Um, just like if you're a lover or something, right? You can't just uh, be like, oh, well, let me just articulate what I felt. Like, yeah, we, we, we try that, but you can't recapture that right only if you i find only in consumption can you recapture it and i'm not arguing for consumption that's why i say don't consume and try to recapture it try to recreate well <laughs> not recreate it but recreate -re a new one a new version of that feeling or not even of that feeling a different version of it right <laughs> instead of oh it's like oh like trying to dig up a dead your dead child instead of just getting a new one right you still heard about the first one but like to forever be wallowing about you know the first one well it's not gonna make you happier right uh don't forget your past but embrace it and try to learn from it create a new uh form of reality from it um <laughs> i was gonna say um but yeah that's why Oh, I have this idea where I'm like, well, that was, what I described is kind of the solution, but it's, um, I have so many ideas flung from my head, like, uh, it's fucking insane. Um, I, I guess I don't realize how fucking creative I am, but so many things floating from my head. Um, so many I can't try out, right? So you have to, I can, of course, you have to prioritize, but it's not just low garbage bullshit, right? It's actual, like, worlds and, and uh, characters, all, all these type of things. Uh, drawings, just for all, uh, uh, mainly just images, right? Uh, I don't know, but I was gonna say, um, yeah, there's no way for you to translate that fully, uh, because uh, say you see your brain. I mean, Fisos made a video on it right there, where every uh, what is it, neuron firing in your brain and every different variation had like a couple 
billion billions to, to the power of a billion uh, options that could occur in the universe life time span so yeah there are, there are infinite things and we can only select like a couple a couple billion of them right in our in our existence as a human uh, human race I, I don't like to use that term anymore by the way just oh are, are you in existence like oh like it's so like it's also futile it's like you know here's the thing you gotta realize um like this whole concept of infinity and this thing that's gonna happen in a billion years and uh you know nihilist not doing anything for 7.5 billion years because the sun is gonna explode i'm like oh man shut the fuck up just give me a second i'll find the image and uh, i here oh god why is it so big yeah clip that um me talking about my tick haha so yeah it's literally that and i'm like well okay and in this farm, I realized this when I was listening to Pink Floyd. That sounds so fucking like annoying teenager. <laughs> when I was listening to Pink Floyd, I got the revelation. But it's in line of um, all that you touch, all that you see, uh, all you face, you know. Um, what was it again? Uh, all you ever see or something, right? Where basically, and I realized like, yeah, basically I can think about the concept of infinity. I can think about the concept of a billion years ago, you know, relatively speaking. Well, first off, you have no clue how long that actually is, um, because your lifetime is your infinity, right? Sure, that you can argue spirituality and all that sense, but in your lifetime, that's infinity for you. You're, you're uh, oh, let's, say, let's be optimistic and not say 100 years, right? That's all your existence. So. You can't fathom the idea of a billion years. You can't fathom the idea of, um, you know, a thousand years in the past. The same as I, like I have, I have a, you know, it's not super large, but I, I got an audience. I'm thankful, I'm grateful for that. Um, but like imagining, uh, you know, 2000 people in front of me, I'm like, how do, how, right? A million people in front of you. Like imagine that, how, right? Like how, how, yeah, you understand what I mean? Like, I I, I know it's just like, uh, like, 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 caveman 101, like, ooh, ooh, imagine big fire rock times a million. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? It's like, just visualizing that. It's, 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 I, I had a little, um, little, uh, what is it? Not critique, counterpoint, I guess. Uh, counterpoint, my favorite YouTuber. No, actually not. Um, <clears throat> basically, there was this one ENTP in the Sisha Discord, him, and he, she was like, um, was it again? Oh, well, I don't know if I can like start an online business because it's so saturated, right? Like there are, there are thousands of business and I don't know if my product already exists. And I'm like, okay, listen, you do understand there are like 8 billion people on this planet. You know, not all of them, of course, not all of them are eligible to buy. Not, not all of them are, are, you know, a lot of them are kids or some of them are seniors um, or on their deathbed, you know, of course, but still put that into perspective like like even if we have that right say half of those people are only eligible um say say a quarter of that is um within buying range let's let's put it that way right so we have like let's say uh, roughly two billion people can you imagine two billion people in front of you it's like no like if you if you look at a stadium right that's maybe i don't mean, i'm out of fucking go to that shit i don't watch sports um let's say 40,000 people, right? Um, I don't know, the Super Bowl is like, what was it, around 100,000? Maybe I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? Like, if it, if it's see a stadium with 100,000 people in, it's like, like you, you, can, you can't make out the faces, <laughs> right? <laughs> so all these people, I don't know, that, that was just one counterpoint for, for online business, but also just for your existence, right? It's like, 
saying something like, oh, well, um, we're all gonna, we're all gonna die and stuff and put five million years. You don't, you don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, you, if this, this point is getting across, but it's just, it's a very optimistic point, right? Because you don't have to worry about that shit. You know, it's the same with, um, well, in the year 2,250, uh, 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 right? Um, then we ha we'll have then these problems and shit occur. I'm like, do you know how much shit changes in a year? Like, like people can't even predict the next ten years. You know, for all you uh, global warming enthusiasts out there, with your, well, the planet's gonna explode in like two years if we don't we don't do something. Shut up, shut up. Um, by that, I, I'm very optimistic in that. I'm like, well, people will probably figure shit out. And that's why I'm so against that um, anti-natalist approach, right? Thinking like, oh, well, the children uh, is a bl are blight on this planet, and I don't want to put them through that suffering. I'm like, you're going through suffering. You find meaning in it, I hope. And if you don't, well, that's it. It sounds more like a you problem than a, than a kid problem or a, uh, a birth problem, right? If you... Uh, how do I explain this? If that isn't fixed in the first place, I, I, I find you have no ground to stand on. Um, if you critique other people that do see that, that do see the optimism and do... Oh, fuck. I stopped my fucking knee. Um, I, I, if, you, if you deny their... Uh, desire for that or say it's futile and it's just beastly uh, beastly desires i'm like well at least that person has a desire you're you're, you're desireless right I, I was watching this um i was watching this video where this one was like oh well uh, i don't really wanna i wanna well, i didn't i'm convinced i don't want kids since i was seven some fucking ted talk i don't i don't want ki uh, kids and uh, it was still a weird moment right she said like oh well i don't want it and and i thought it was really rare um but then I looked. Then I looked around and researched, and then I found that one in five uh, women won't be having biological children. And then, then the audience like applauded it, and I was just, I was just fucking frowning. Like, how can you applaud that message? That's that's sad. That's that's one of the greatest sorrows women I find uh, can experience. Right when they're like, I can't get a child. Like even even if I desire that, I can't get a child. Sure. You know that in that in that statistic, it's not included that those women actually wanted. You know what I mean, right? Uh, but it, it was celebrated, right? And all the women on the like, yeah, you you go, girl, empowerment. Like uh, you go, I have no children. I'm like, what? This is so this is so dystopian. You know, um, it's like it's like children of men, but it was voluntary. Oh, you mean like uh, uh, Brave New World? Yes. Um, and if you missed that message, by the way, in Brave New World, where it's basically a there's a large message on. You know, contraception, a large message on, uh, or emphasis on uh, the promiscuous behavior of people, you know, the solipsistic behavior. I'm like, huh, kind of sounds like now, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> oh, not solipsistic. Solipsistic is fine. Well, depends on the gender, right? Um, more like hedonistic behavior, right? And hedonism, hedonism has its place, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really pushed to an extreme in that book, and it's not even that far off to what we have now. Uh, this is kind of like uh, George Orwell's book, uh, 1984. Uh, thank you. Uh, was it? Was it my <laughs> Somebody showed that to me, and I was like, oh, that's just, just some random dude that says that, right? And then, and then he told me, no, 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 that's OJ. And I'm like... <laughs> uh, this is like uh, George Orwell. Oh, wait, do I have the video? Uh, give me a sec. Um. Oh fuck! Wait. Yes, 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 yes. 
Is that it? This is like George Orwell's uh, book, 1984. <laughs> Again, wait, give me a second. This is like... This is like George Orwell's uh, book, 1984. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Anyway, um, OJ, before he went to trial for definitely killing somebody. Um, that is not slander, that is just evidence, okay? All, all you folks denying that, come on, wake up. Um, I was gonna say. Um... I don't even know what I don't, I don't even know what we're talking about, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just optimistic about that. You know, your whole lifetime, it's so goddamn long. Like, you know, sometimes I have a bit of a. I also, you know, dip in. I don't dip in nihilism fully, but I, I you know, my paranoia comes back sometimes. My existentialism, because you know, who's a bigger existentialist than a 90J? You know, daily occurrence. You know, what is water? Why am I breathing? Is the air you're breathing real? I don't know. What am I doing here? Um, <laughs> thank you, Nietzsche. Um, but. I was gonna say, if you just put it into perspective, like even ten years, right? Like you can look at that and panic and be like, "Oh God, I'm like, I'm like thirty. I should, I should shave my head and smoke cigars now." Um, I'm like, bro, it's fine. <laughs> like you, you, you know how much fucking time you have, um, and you know, I, I just embrace death in that regard. And you know, I, I think I don't know what book it was or video, but somebody's like, "Well, as a sane person, you shouldn't." Uh, actually desire death or you're okay with death you're like yeah like you don't want to get hit by a car fucking car you know and, and start bleeding out and like fear your life yeah of course that's kind of traumatic i mean if you overcome that that's bloody amazing right uh, but i understand like i don't have a desire for death but you know if the time comes the time comes um Sure, the time I don't find it's a time for me, but who am I to who am I to judge which time it's you know for me to go? Um, you know, if it's God's way that I die tomorrow, well, I suppose there was some reason for it, right? Maybe it was an inspiration. Maybe the, the words I'm speaking right now will inspire somebody to end the second slavery, <laughs> which is industrial society now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in a jokey mood. I'm a little goofball. What do you want from me? Um, I'm talking to my demons, by the way. Um, I swear everybody's saying they're fighting demons, but really they're just fighting their, their, their consequences of their actions. Wait, give me a sec. Uh, wait, give me a sec. Uh, demons. There you go. Dude, my brain is full autism today. Here you go. There's the meme I thought about. Um, which is funny, because I want to relate that to a bigger topic, uh, which is uh, I'm currently working on uh, my my contemporary my, my temporary magnum opus, which will be just I wouldn't call it venting. It's more like a um, a nail in the coffin to a certain so a subject, right? Um, you know all the thing I talk about masculinity, femininity, all that shit. Um, it's it's not long of a, it's not a long video, but uh, it's like ten minutes probably. It's gonna be. Uh, but it, it will just be the biggest fucking trolls thing I I'll do so far and we'll have the most Research I'm kind of quote, quote, you know air quoting right now uh, I mean, it's actually research, but some of it is uh, kind of biased. I'll admit I don't care It's more about giving a general message, you know I know I'm a hypocrite for that, but you know, I'm, I'm doing this with my ESFP. Okay, not my ETP and in this sense, I care a bit about being right, or right, a bit about being logical. But a part of me is just like, I just want to express what the fuck I think, okay, or what I feel about this. 
if it's 100% correct and I've cited every source and I've read every article and I've read all, all the things and all the newspapers and I've, I've uh, conducted all the experts that are actually verified and not paid off by some actors or by, by some corporation of people I can't name. Um, basically, right? Um, I don't care uh, because I also realized what is really the truth, okay? Or what is really... Uh, well, there's research anyway. I'm not trying to be pretentious with that. I'm more like... I was watching this one video on uh, the debunked the, the... I shouldn't air quote it. It, it had some decent points. Uh, it was like how she called uh, something with an M. Muse, something like that. Uh, Mume. So, I don't know. Some, some leftist YouTuber that basically critiqued, you know, the Red Bull and shit. And... It's like a two-hour-long video. It's pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll link it down in the description, I guess, if you want to see it. And that's some good points. But one thing I realized, and this, this is kind of what my friend Bebon always alludes to, where um, what is empirical? Like, theatrics to read. What is empirical? What is research? What does it actually mean? Oh, man. I mean, it's probably the INFP that made that video because it's just full ECJ subconscious in that video. Like, not gonna lie. Um, and uh, she was just... How do I put this? She she just proved of everything, like, oh, hypergamy doesn't exist. Uh, women don't prefer these type of people. And I would say, yes, there are definitely things that are in the mas masculine, you know, red pill community, because everybody would just wants to call everything red pill just to have a uh, truthful superiority over people being like, well, I'm red pilled. You know, I'm based on red pill. So everything I say automatically is true. Um, well, you know, you, you kind of put yourself in an arrogant position that way, I would say. You know, um, how do I put this? Like some people just, you know, are fucking airheads in that sense. They're, they're, you know, they're just being like, oh, if I, I'm just gonna act like a dick and I have a small dick, and and my, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna act like a giant dick. I have a small dick. Uh, a real, real writing over here. Real uh, speech. Uh, <laughs> I'm a real charismatic, dude. Um, but uh, I just mean meant to say they, they're so fragile in that sense. They, they're really, they're preaching masculinity, yet they're so fragile, right? They have to resort to well, what people now call toxic masculinity, I guess, that, well, they have to be violent or they have to be, uh, you know, really overt and almost emotional, which is funny because they go against that. If you're really not an emotional person, you'll act like an Ayn Rand character, okay? Just no emotion, total indifference. Uh, <laughs> how do I put this? What's other qualities? Pragmatism, right? You, you wouldn't steer from that for a second. You would go against government, you would go against your friends, you would go against anything to serve your purpose, right? Um, and there were definitely, yeah, again, there were definitely points that are really valid as a critique. Like, for example, um, <laughs> this is my favorite one, where uh, they're always like, oh, women shouldn't be your focus, I'm MGTOW, and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they're having a podcast with, like, six other women around them, you know? <laughs> they're only talking about women all day. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> You say you don't care about women and it's such, it shouldn't be your focus, yet you here you are. You, sure, you could say, well, it's their job and, you know, but but why why are you having like five whores around you all day to prove that you're actually successful in this shit? You know, if you're truly masculine, you're truly like Arthur Schopenhauer, you know, boss level anti-natalist with no desire for female interaction, you would, you would live in some fucking cabin in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> and just record your videos there, but no, you have to always have video, have, have women around you, all this vainglory, um, to prove that people, I don't know, that you're, that you're masculine or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, again, in, in Ayn Rand's characters, they show so much masculinity, you know, Francisco, probably my favorite character now. 
he shows so much masculinity just by showing up, right? And I guess that's what they're trying to talk about. But he he doesn't he has has no women around him. He just has a charisma and a certain uh, just a certain character to him, certain passion that is expressed through his eyes that that draws people in. You know, just by default. Um, just, just a man that got shit, got his shit together, basically. And sure, I'm, I'm fully for that. But um, they kind of push that too. Well, you have that, plus you have to prove that by having a fancy sports car and all this thing where you shit. Like, okay, that's kind of stupid, right? Um, sure, I'm, I'm not taking that away. If they want to have that, go fuck, go forth, whatever. It's your life. Um, doesn't again because I don't believe in that. If some dude gets five women, uh, that my chances diminish or something, or that if uh, he has a sports car that I, he took away your sports car from me. That makes no sense. You know, same with pirating or something. Like, a file exists. I'm not, like, stealing a copy from your factory that you put money and effort into. It's literally a copied file. It costs you nothing. You didn't even know it existed, right? Um, sure, that's a whole can of worms. I don't like that expression, but that's another can of worms you know, we can't get into. Uh, I was going to say. But, yeah, just research in general, right, where I'm like... Um, I know, it's so convoluted that people always say fake news. I'm just like, I kind of realized, I was like, I don't think people are more convoluted. I don't think people are more toxic. I don't think people are more vainglorious. I don't I don't believe that. I think people don't change that much. I think that's a, uh, it's an easy explanation. It's like, oh, well, all attention spans are going down and blah, blah, blah. No, I think, I think that's innate, right? Um, to some degree. I, I mean, it, maybe the attention span thing is true, but I think that's built into people. In, how do I put this? If you put them in an environment, their default is the same, right? Okay, sure, you have type, and I'm not trying to be all who's uh, uh, owing uh, about it, being like, oh, or, you know, Tabla Gaza, where I'm like, oh, well, we're just blank slates, and we don't actually uh, facilitate any original or genetic disposition, you know what I mean? Like, you still have some uniqueness, of course, I believe that. Well, because your nurture is different, right? But saying, for example, that, oh, people are more selfish now, or people are more hypergamous, or people are more this or that, I'm like, I don't... I don't believe that. I think people stay consistent in that. Um, I just think because we don't have as much information on it in the past and don't have as much interconnectivity, of course. Like, that I do agree with, even though it's so overblown. Like, we live in a technological way. Shut the fuck up. I've heard it a million times, okay? It's the same, like, when you talk about dreams and they're like, oh, there are four stages to sleep for dreaming and then don't actually go into, like, the interesting aspects, like the symbolism, the... Um, yeah, the understanding of it uh, or uh, lucid dreaming. I'm like, why don't people get into that shit? That's actually interesting. I'll give it a bare basic bullshit, okay? I already know this, sure. I can't assume that everybody knows it, but you know what I mean. Um, I was gonna say. Um, give me a sec. Um, Jesus, give me Christ. Somebody had in my, somebody had in my ideas. Uh, like, a real writer over here, everybody. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, oh yeah, I don't. I think that, um, in that sense, people are just people are people. Thank you. Uh, the, was the Pesci mode? Uh, the Pesci. I don't know how you actually say the name. Um, they. Yeah, the whole interconnectivity thing. Yeah, I, I do think the attention span is going down for a bit. But um, to say that people, like I said, have like are more or um, less virtues right now. I mean, to some degree they are, but every, you know, there's always influx and, 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 and ups and downs in history. I think just looking at shit being like, oh, t -t 
to to live to, today is like the worst time to live ever. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bro. Come on. Like, really? Be, be, get real. <laughs> I don't have a gif on that right now, but um, get real, okay? It's not. It really isn't. They're, they're well, it's just in certain metrics, it's better than ever. Certain it's, you know, worse, which I will show in my upcoming video, my uh, my, my magma, temporary magnum opus. Uh, uh, well, Crystal, you can't say temporary magnum opus because magnum opus means like your greatest work. So it, it can't be temporary. It's like, yeah, I know it's an oxymoron. I don't give a shit. Um, if it's an oxymoron, I don't actually know the definition. <laughs> well, I do know the definition probably, but kind of forget every time. Um, I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, if I talk, for example, to some ENTPs or shadow focused ENTPs, it's like, oh, it's the end of time. So I'm like, shut the fuck. This is not the 50th millionth time. You, you know how many ENTPs in the past have said that, or MPs have said it in the past, or NJs have said it in the past? Come on. It's not the end of times. People survive, people get over it, people rebuild, right? Because people look at the stories in the Bible, for example, like a um, final resting place or something, or like um, a. Like, or, or in Islam, right? And don't fucking kill me, uh, <laughs> all you Islamic folks or Muslim folks out there. Um, but but there's always talk about the end of times, right? Revelations. and and uh, But I, I, I view it more as... it's I see it more as cyclical, right? I, I don't think it necessarily points to an end, end point. Especially the, the prophetic books, right? Uh, where... It, it, for example, Revelations, let's just take that, right? I think that's more a... A thing of a cycle they're trying to point to, right? It's like, okay, this is the general pa pattern, right? Like, you get pestilence, death, all that shit. Um, a, lot of, a lot of plagues, a lot of hellfire from the sky. And then after that, people have died. And then the remaining people rebuild some type of new Babylon or some new... Uh, not Babylon. Some new Holy Land, right? I'm like, isn't that literally just the history of humankind? Right? Well, not, not entirely, right? Because I'll, I'll get it in this in a second, but I, I think it points to a, a cycle within in human history, right? People get into war to, to barbarian tribes, to cities, to uh, beliefs, whatever, right? They fight um, the more prosperous state fights some other big entity. The richest state fights the other the most religious. They fight, and from that, a uh, lot of lot of bad shit happens. Famine happens, death happens, and from there, you get some, you know. Well, they describe like a, a, a golden block, which is like heaven or something in New Jerusalem. But take that as a, I take that more as a symbolism for um, your New Jerusalem will be, just be your new state that is more prosperous than the last one, right? I mean, it's literally what they talk about in Atlas Shrug, right? Like they want to destroy the old socialist uh, restrictive system for a more free capitalist system. Um, and that's just a cycle. And I think that's looking at that, it's, it's way more freeing, you know? It's 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 less despairing because, uh, you know, many people use revelations as a cult motive, I find, where it's like, I know the end of times. This is like world destroying knowledge. Like, I understand revelations. It's like, stop playing God, dude. Stop playing on toying with people's emotions and stop trying to think. And stop trying to portray yourself or truly believe that you hold all the answers. You know, you don't. <laughs> you want to be subservient to the Lord, right? Don't have that attitude. Like, it's not going it, it, to... It's, it's, it's so fundamentally contradictory to me when somebody acts like that. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, another thing. I, I think this is a, a good rephrasing of something like TI, right? Um, I don't think TI is the truth or is super objective. I find TI is logic. It's just logic. It's just a dimension, right? Rational thinking is a dimension. Logic is a dimension. And just because something has a certain causality and you can explain through causality doesn't mean that it's 
automatically true. Right? Because there's rationality, there's emotionality, there's experience, there's, you know, and you could say, well, your emotion is kind of subjective. Yeah, sure, sure. I can see that. But isn't, you know, logic just as subjective? Aren't, aren't you limited to the knowledge of your time? Aren't you limited to your own experience? Is your logic being tainted by your experience? You know, so many, so many dimensions to it. To just to say, well, logic is just independent of everything. Um, yeah, it's dependent on the social norm. It's like, oh, <laughs> every trickster comes in. And it's like, uh, oh, really? Uh, it's dependent on the social norm. Well, guess what? I find the social norm a bit arbitrary. So y y part of your reasoning, part of your truth is totally arbitrary. Whoa. Who would have known? <laughs> right. So... I, I tend to reject that, right? I think I, I love it. I don't it, uh, like I, as much as I rag on MPs. I love MPs. All MPs listening, I love you all. You guys, okay? I love you. I love you all. Um, but <laughs> especially MPs, you guys, come on, like get your get your head out of here with your oh well, uh, this is objective truth. This is uh, this is all what, what, what will be and uh, should be. It's like no, no, it isn't. Because um, just look at history. Right? Aren't you, aren't you supposed to look at history? Aren't you an SI user? Um, <laughs> right? It's like to 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 say that you got, you got the whole end times figured out. I find it so... Like, how? Because there have been so many super intelligent people who say that the end times come. Everybody think the ends of times... End of times... End of times comes in their lifetime. Right? And that's true, because you're gonna die. <laughs> guess what? That's your, that's your revelations, okay? Uh, that's your super ego interaction, I guess. I mean, even young, right? Like when before he died, he uh, he was like squirming and and then tossing and turning uh, in his bed because, uh, and he was like, oh, uh, oh, it's all gonna be bad. Like yeah, he was saying something along the lines in German, right? He was almost like, uh, I don't know, he said you saw just a bad future, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna die. You probably have some weird convulsion psych and psychosis at that point. Um, but my point with that is, it's like. So many MPs think that. It's like, oh, well, I have some any vision of what's going to happen in the, the very, very distant future. It's like, dude, that's so tainted by your own experience. You know, kind of going back to dreams. Like, I can have a apocalyptic dream, like, today, right? Um, but that's, you know, even though I experienced that, I believe that you do experience that. Um, who's to say that actually is going to happen? Maybe it was symbolism for something else. Maybe it was an abstract interpretation of something else. Or, um, I don't know how to explain it. Um... Basically, if, if I have a dream about like some dystopian uh, future, right, where, where we're all probed in technology, we can't even move for like, uh, you know, like, like, you know that scene in Wolfenstein, like the first part, where like uh, clamped together with, with metal arms. That's like one of my dystopian fears, you know, where uh, you're just totally tied to something. You can't talk, move. You could be like snapped in half in a second, right? Um, but you're still quote-unquote free to live um that's fucking horrifying um i mean you'll see more of that when i actually create my animated series i really want to make it, make it fucking terrifying like terrifying for me but also for other people and also still deeply emotional though and uh also romantic because i'm i'm romantic what can i say <laughs> i mean look at my color palette right that's not a, that's not an accident um and yeah, there are many dystopian. And every time, every time I discuss them with people, they get like extremely paranoid as well. You know, you know when I when I or when I talk about conspiracies, like my brain is pretty uh, paranoid in that. I try to fight it. When I try to fight it, I try to, you know, say, well, the hell with it. Even if that's the case, I'll still act as a person, which I find triumph. Right? That is kind of what 
I have no mouth and I'm a scream is about like even in the face of adversity, even in the most horrible of conditions, right? Where this AI computer is torturing you and this group of other people, you still have some semblance of human hope and you could still triumph over that. And I find it weird how people are like, oh, like when I love when they go, okay, but he was like, oh, this is like, I personally think this is about human triumph. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like it's implied in the text that it's, it's a triumph of human, uh, the human spirit basically, right? Because yeah, at the end of it, uh, I don't know, is let's say John, because you know every uh, English writer gives his main character the name John. Uh, gotta love biblical names, right? Um, basically, yeah. At the end of it, he, he's like a blob. He can't do anything. He can't be hurt. But you know, he still won <laughs> in some sense. Um, so yeah, sure. There's sure, there's a semblance of human triumph there. Um, I find find it weird how people just don't pick that out immediately i guess concrete folks or something need that need to hear that i'm surprised some, and i'm not saying they're stupid but i'm surprised sometimes how like the most obvious message for somebody has to be explained um <laughs> like <laughs> right um some movies are really complicated though like snack to new york complicated as fuck you need you need like different perspectives and several watches on that um and, and sometimes i get surprised how easily people can get entertained or watch something without meaning right it's just like oh entertaining movie i'm like uh okay sure i can kind of get it because you know i have like the wolf of wall street that i find incredibly uh, entertaining which isn't like symbolic or something but you know movies like that like uh tarantino movies right um I'm like, what is the what is the symbolism here? And then people call Tarantino a genius, and that, that like his writing is fantastic, and his, his scenes are amazing. I'm like, it's fine, it's entertaining. They're not, you know, it, it, the production is great, but there's just no, you know, there's no substance. I'm just watching. I'm, I'm watching a movie. That's how it feels. It doesn't feel like an experience. It feels like I'm watching a movie. That's not good, right? It's like if you if you or if you watch a video, it's, it shouldn't be just a video. When you're, you're reading a book, you just want, it's like you. It's not like you just want to read words or that you want to read a page or you want to read a book. You, you want to <laughs> you want a visceral experience, a portal towards another version of yourself or a future version of yourself or your past self, anything like that. Any any potential. Um, I don't know how to explain this. Like uh, you have you have an entirety, right? It's a self, yeah, an ego that can man, an ego that can manifest in that self, and you know, art, in my opinion, facilitates that and grows that, um, shows things within you you didn't even know existed. I mean, I think sexuality also does it, right? Where there are certain feelings, certain connections to some divine spiritual plane that you're only being connected to by experiencing that, right? I've experienced it firsthand. Not just, oh, you know, well, this is happening, I guess. No, um, truly like feeling it and being it, right? And then suddenly your whole, your ego is, is well, you could say ego death. I don't, I don't know, whatever, that's, that's just a term. Um, but it expands your consciousness, right? Oh, you mean like enlightenment? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'll stop fucking ruining everything, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Who I'm arguing with <laughs> my imaginary opponent, my imaginary E to P um, critic, I suppose. Oh, you mean like your shadow? Yes. Uh, let me see. People always say like, "Croissant, who are you talking to?" And I'm like, I don't know. I guess <laughs> myself. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's also a quick thing I want to get into. Oh god, we're already over an hour. Jesus Christ. 
I didn't think I would fit this fucking episode. I asked people on the Discord, like, hey, are we gonna, are we gonna fail this? And they were like, oh, well, this isn't this. I'm like, oh, okay, well, here we are. I guess I can still bullshit everybody. Well, it's not bullshit. I, I found it actually pretty insightful, even if I say so myself. Um, I'm, I'm not doing the ASMR thing any, anymore. I'm, uh, I should stick to it. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Close to the mic, but I have to like bend over for that. Haha, <laughs> insert sex joke. Um, People are going to comment like, dude, this is so much like ADHD or something. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about this. Um, you are responsible for your own happiness. Whoa. Big fucking shocker, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I realize it more and more. Uh, not for myself, but more, more for other people. It's like, yeah. Um, how do I put this? I don't know. There was a certain ideology about this. Or not ideology, religion. I don't know. Uh, thought group. Call whatever you want. Where it's like. Uh, oh, yeah, it wasn't in, in, uh, in Dante in Paradiso, where um, some people, um, for, for example, they talked about the concept that, okay, some people were like forced into, you know, a worse life. Like, for example, there was this uh, prostitute or something, but she was forced into prostitution. So she's still in heaven, but she's on a lower, you know, echelon or level because. Well, she was still in a, you know, she was still a prostitute, uh, but she was forced into it. But they argue that no, she's still in heaven, but on lower rank because she could still have run away or she could have still changed her fate, right? It's always still in your in your control to change that. And blaming as it is, you know, I find so many people there. I think uh, Luke Smith talks about this, you know, kind of love that INJ dude. I think he's an INJ, at least maybe INJ. Um, he was also like, some people. Um, would be fine in hell. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to go to hell. I don't deserve to go to hell. It's like, well, if you're already in he on hell, in hell on earth, like how is that, you know, how, is that, how would that have made any difference if you actually went to, you know, metaphorical hell or, you know, spiritual hell? Like spiritual hell, you're already in spiritual hell in real life. Like I don't, I think it's weird, you know, to be like, oh, I'm going to strive my entire life or I'm going to, uh, my end point is to get to heaven and be, be better there, right? And live internally there, and because I and but never do that something on Earth. It's like no, no, no. I, no isn't it, isn't it Jesus that said that? Where if you're if you're not acting virtuously here right now, you're not welcome, basically, in the kingdom of God, or you're um, that's not the purpose of the word of God, basically. And I'm not trying to be over religious here. I'm just trying to draw a parallel. Where um, I mean, Jordan Peterson also talks about it, right? Where he's like, well. There is no, the, the true hell that really is already on Earth. Because um, if you look at the Soviet Union, for example, that was hell, man. Um, and, and you can create a little heaven uh, in your neighborhood or in your, with your family. And uh, that, is, that is what true heaven and hell is. And I think that's a very sober interpretation of it, right? And, and most true. Uh, every time, how do I put this? Every time you commit a sin or whatever it's in the... I just I don't mean sin as like oh the biblical version of it, but just if you commit an action that you didn't intend for, right? Like missing the mark, as I say in Greek, and like every fucking scholar will repeat that, um, missing the mark basically. Um, you'll feel shitty about it if you uh, you know if you've I've done archery in the past where if you if you miss, right? It doesn't feel great. Um, sure you'll learn of course, but uh, you rather just hit death center, right? Have full directionality. I mean that's an eye, right, and all that stuff. You better have just full directionality and hit your mark. Um, 
I was going to say, um, like if you, if you, I don't know, if you fap or something, you masturbate or you commit murder or you rob or stuff like that. Some people don't feel bad of, uh, of, you know, doing things like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Um, and, and maybe even other people won't, won't give them flack for it. It's like, okay, if that is happening, all right, then that thing isn't a sin. That thing isn't creating hell on the, in your life. <clears throat> right. So, but, but certain thing like uh, crime punishment describes very well. It's like okay, Raskolnikov has all the material reasons and think that think that it, thinks that it's gonna hit the mark, thinks that it's gonna create a better life, right? This virtue, basically. Then he does it, and then his whole life becomes hell, right? So that in that metaphor, right? Like his life was pretty bad. He thought it was pretty hellish, but now he's committed a sin in hell. I don't know. If, I don't even know if that is possible. Um, but that, he did that, basically. And now it's even worse. And now he has to live with guilt. He has to uh, have this constant paranoia, you know, ITJ character. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rus- I think Raskolnikov is an ITJ, by the way. And his, uh, how is he called? Razumihin um, is, is an ETP. And the detective is an EFP, I think. Maybe ICJ. Um, and that love interest that his sister has. His sister is an INFJ. And that, that weird fucking... Uh, that dude she's gonna marry is like an ICJ, and I don't know how the rich, the rich I, I wouldn't know. Um, and uh, Dunia, like the the prostitute, I think she's an INFP. Uh, so there you go. There's a little crime punishment type uh, type session, um, but that shows that after committing a crime, right? Um, I mean, this is kind of spoiler territory, but whatever. If you just read the book, okay. Use your warning. Three, two, one. Um, but basically, after confessing it, right? His, his hell is alleviated. That's, that's a very Christian message because, you know, Dostoevsky being Christian or well, I think he was Christian or Catholic, one of the two. Um, but basically, um, you know, then his hell gets alleviated and then you get that terrible epilogue. Why did you write that, Dostoevsky? I love you, bro, but why did you write that epilogue basically explaining the meaning of your plot? That's so dumb. Like, <laughs> you, you should have just ended there where he just says, I was the one that killed uh, Ivan and the pawnbroker and her sister, right? And robbed her. Like, that's how you should have ended it. Because uh, that's all you had to convey. Just being like, oh, well, he went to Siberia and his mother died. About, like, who cares? Like, that, <laughs> that it just ruins the suspense, right? It ruins the message, in my opinion. Um, anyway, uh, maybe should maybe epilogue should just be left out in in uh, stories. Like if yeah, I mean maybe I'll be a hypocrite and you know bite my own tongue here because is that the right expression? Um, because maybe my animated series later will have it or one of my books. But you know what I mean. Um, basically relating it back, like you're responsible for your own happiness, and if your your actions uh, propagate uh, a personal hell, well, guess what? You're responsible for that hell. You can blame, sure, I do it as well. Sometimes I, I, I complain. Sometimes sometimes you complain. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes complain, but it's really my choice, right? I can, I can do some pretty radical things right now. Um, don't worry, FBI, I won't blow up a hospital. Um, give me a second. Um, two seconds. Find a good, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, I can do some pretty radical things, but I choose to stay where I am or choose to stay what it is, right? Uh, I can just I can just run away to like the middle of nowhere with all my leaving all my stuff behind, my whole identity behind, forgetting who I am, you know, metaphorically speaking. Um, but I don't. So ultimately, you control your fate. 
uh, and that is some uh, some NI motivation for all you any users out there. Um, yeah, you you are the responsibility, and I don't want to say like, oh, are you done? Like, you know, a certain person says, if you don't really to die for your happiness, um, then you don't deserve it. I, I hate that statement. I, I'm more like, you have to work for it, right? It's not handed to you, and I, I mean, happiness is in the end goal, purpose. Well, purpose and, and goals are almost one of the same, right? Um, I was gonna say, um, oh god, fucking dogs barking here. Uh, <laughs> so, I was gonna say, um, yeah, I, I find, yeah, I, I, I like this line in uh, Atlas Shrugged where the most depraved man is a man without purpose, right? So, to everybody, have a purpose, okay? And it isn't a question of, and this is from uh, Master for Meaning, it isn't a question of what is the meaning of life. It's a, it's a, it's a stupid question. It's, the question is rather, what does life ask of me? Given my circumstance, given my genetics, all these things, all these factors considered, what is life asking of me in my circumstance? Right? And you're not a total product of circumstance. I don't believe that for a second. Um, I mean, that's what all the weak-minded, uh, weak-willed people will say. It's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, there's that line in Bojack Horseman. I don't know. I don't know who said it, Diane or something. It's like, Oh, you're right, Diane. Everything I do is just a product of my environment. It's my whole past and everything I do. It's just, uh, it's just a, a, a you know, almost like Rick and Morty. Like, oh, it's all, it's all Morty. Uh, it's all a chemical reaction. It's all useless. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, Morty, Morty, uh, Mordecai, no. <laughs> it's all, uh, it's all useless and uh, you're not responsible for anything. Uh, you know, it's like, shut up, shut up. Uh, it's, it's the, the classic, you know, empty cop-out almost well i just think anyone who says that is a cop-out in that regard it's like no you still control your purpose uh, but you know if you ask that question sincerely like uh, jordan always says you know if you if you sit at the edge of your bed and really think about what one thing could i do right now to improve my life you'll get an answer and you won't like it uh well maybe you do like it right um i'm just saying like if you keep asking long enough that's 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 really um the first step right and i'm not, I'm not trying to be motivational to shit but it's true i mean i had it give me a second uh, yes that's perfect um i had it i was just like ask right i mean it's like oh it's kadosh receive yes it's true though right if you if you keep asking and keep looking right just looking right now it's, it's, it's such a fundamental concept if you look in a certain direction you automatically you'll see right and maybe it's blurry maybe it's it's vague but if you keep you know looking long enough you'll get a vague picture i guess and, and vague picture is better than no picture it's better than being blind right and um well that's why i, I literally started with that book which was a good start to have for right? man search for meaning because it basically told me all from the start um i'm supposed to be asking what does life you know what is life asking of me uh and maybe it sounds more like a very servitude position maybe it is you know i don't like the term serving all right i think it's uh it's fundamentally like almost a slavery position i don't like it you know maybe that's the critique from Nietzsche as well how christianity is kind of a uh, almost you know slave mentality to have master slave mentality i haven't read Nietzsche yet i'm gonna get into it and you'll hear about it in a probably a year um but I was going to say, um, you're still in control of that, right? To say, oh, well, it's all circumstance, blah, blah, blah. No, uh, if you look long enough for it and you desire it, it's it's your, sure, maybe that's what, you know, a certain person means with it. Like, oh, well, if you're not willing to give up your life for it, uh, it it's rather something like, 
um it's something you have to keep doing with every will in your you know every inch of your soul uh or, or every part of your heart right um if you're not fully behind it well who are you to say that you deserve it you know what i mean if people say well i deserve happiness i deserve purpose so how do, what do you mean by that what do you mean by that um if you if you never <laughs> fully look at it like if you let's put it this way if you do exercise you know if you go to the gym or something and you just give you 50 percent like how who are you to, to say i deserve a pr right now you don't it's, it's it's foolish to say all right um and that's another thing uh and i hear from a lot of people i saw this in the comment sections as well um people really need to let go of the idea of being understood um it doesn't exist buddy um and I, okay, sure, I won't say that because as I said earlier, to every nihilistic statement, a very optimistic counter argument could be made. And that is, you know, there's actually one person that knows you pretty goddamn well. You ready to hear it? It's you. Whoa, I know. <sighs> Mind blown. But like, yeah, you know you the best. Because who has been around the most with you besides you? <laughs> right? <laughs> Why do you have the desire for a different entity to understand you why is the one enough <laughs> that's how i feel it how, how why you want to be individual yet the desire for somebody else is in in a request a diminishing what's a diminishing request for your own individuality i find right if you i'll explain so um what you're basically asking for is a copy of yourself Right? You want somebody who understands your whole past, your, your present and future, and in, in, in your perspective, in, in your eyes, in your emotion, in your, in your full individual capacity, right? Basically, they had, they, if it's almost like Black Mirror and they, uh, you know, you did it with the whole pill episode or whatever, or sample cookie episode. It's like they got a sample from your brain, from all your experience from birth to now, and... Um, and, and that's just playing in, in their head, right? Now they have two minds, basically. But let's let's say that's the case, right? They, they understand, and it's just programmed in their brains now. How is anything fun now? How is anything worth exploring? And how is that not annoying to have somebody that fully understands you, right? It's only to validate your own existence. And if you can't even validate your own existence on your own, why do you being dependent on somebody else doing that? That's just futile. I find, all right? What's the point of being understood? Understand yourself, then you're actually set free. All right, I've let go of that idea. Why Why desire other people to understand me, all right? And I'm not gonna say like, oh, well, at the end of the day, you're gonna die. Well, whatever, that, that, I, I find that too, you know, negative. I find it too nihilistic. No, I look at that and I'm like, you can be confident in your life and till death and to whatever is beyond, that you understand yourself. And sure, you could say, well, God understands you, whatever. Like, you can also see it as you understand yourself and the highest purpose, and you could call it God. You believe in that, and you understand that that understands your purpose, and it only wants to help you and draw you into that. So it doesn't have to be a, you know, a God figure. And even a God figure is a very 21st century, like, Protestant idea, right? Like, oh, a God figure is like a, it's like a guy in the sky, right? No, no, none of that, none of that. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's what draws you in, right? It's basically what, it, what life is asking of you. That's a God figure, right? Not a figure, but like, you know what I mean? It's a invisible pull towards something 
a red thread in whatever you do. Um, I, I find that to be actually what a, what a god figure is, I suppose. I'm getting all deep here. But to, to understand, how do I put this? Yeah, maybe you could say that, that entity or that thing understands me because why else would it be drawing me in to exactly what I need at any given point? Like, if it truly understands me, if it already knows my present, uh, past, and future, all right, well, there's no need to worry. And there's, there's, I can be uh, sure. In that sense, you can be reassured that somebody understands you. But you can only trust that, right? You can only trust that. Well, let's just call it God for ease, ease sake. You can only You can only trust God if you trust and understand yourself. Because you have to get then say that ideal, right? Your it's still your ideal because it's in your, your existence. If that pulls you to the best, best possible position you could be in, okay, well, it's scary, right? It's, it's impossible to understand because you don't understand yourself. Even if it knew that, if it if it knew exactly the best place that you could possibly be given your certain the circumstance you're now in, and that's just your conscious speaking to you, right? I find. Um, you still go against that. You go against yourself, right? So if you, if, how can you even have the highest attainment of yourself if you don't even understand yourself, right? So to put it more simply, <laughs> how are you to uh, get the full extent of yourself if you have no understanding of yourself? And why desire another entity besides your own consciousness or your conscious or God, whatever it is, to guide you in that? Like, why, why need that? I'm sure you could say, people could say, oh, it's just my fantasy, it's my SI desire. That's fine. But I'm just warning you, it won't help you. <laughs> right? I, I say, fuck other people understanding me. Fuck all this acceptance bullshit. Acceptance of yourself. Right? That's most important. Um, let me see. I want out of this world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me see. I mean, a final little flaw I want to point out in the uh, typology system from uh, Mr. CSJ, because he recently uh, released Octogram. I mean, a bit of an exaggerated name, but it's basically, it's about um, if your unconscious develops or a conscious focus, basically your cognitive focus and your cognitive development. I don't like the term development and focus in that sense. I think I think focus. Okay, sure, I can see that. I find more it's more like intent and um, what's the word? Proclivity, right? Um, actual activity, right? Like for me, um, currently, I <laughs> I think uh, currently. Uh, I'm subconscious focused, so I intend to go there, and I'm actually in there. Does that make sense? So my proclivity and my focus in the same place, I find developed to be a bad term. Because, yeah, sure, I, Chris Taylor responded to me, and he was like, well, you still have development to the other one, right? I'm like, not really, though. Like, say you're, say you're a kid, and you only had your subconscious and your ego developed, or, well, not developed, but you, you went through that, right? Sure, you could say, well, then my unconscious is developed or subconscious developed. Yeah, maybe. But what do you mean by developed? You know, for me, developed is like I can switch into this um, in an orderly manner and fully understand it. And I know how it feels like. I know how to operate in it. And you know, that's developed as I view it. Um, not, not like, oh, well, I've been there for a longer period. 
uh, sure, it's developed, quote-unquote, as in, relatively speaking, it's more developed, but <laughs> it's not developed, right? It's not fully integrated. Um, so that's why I found it confusing. Well, I don't find it confusing, but I can see how other people find it confusing. So I'm more like proclivity and focus. It's not, you know, there's a market as well, but it makes more sense in my view. But sure, I, sh I just I should just start my own <laughs> series about typology at this point, um, which people I should have been asking for. So I'll do that at some point. I still want to... Um, if I, I've like, I don't know, four books in the relationships I haven't read in a, in a while now. Um, if I finish the relationship book section, I'll, I'll start with uh, psychology at the same time with entrepreneurship and shit because kind of get this business off the rails, right? Uh, uh, let me see. I don't know. Besides that, I think I've discussed everything. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I have some. <laughs> I was going to talk about some things I love, but I guess I'll save that for labor, later when I finished Atlas Shrugged and, you know, some other works. Um, other, well, I can talk about a little uh, bit of gratitude. Let's just end, end with that. Maybe I should make it a tradition just talking about shit I'm uh, grateful for. I mean, I'm grateful for this community. I uh, I love how, how much it's grown, and I'm grateful for my ambition. I'm grateful for what it will manifest. I'm grateful for mainly three pieces of art that I've uh, been enjoying for la for as a recent. Um, Bird Delight, the track, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, I know I'm like years late now. I don't care. You, you can never be too late to experience joy, right? Um, <laughs> reminds me of something. Um, but basically, I love that track. I, I basically loop it all when I work out and it's just pure virtual mo I'm motivated motivated motherfucker um another piece uh I want oh man I want to make a video on this gladiator like every time I see it and I have I've actually added to the music as well the soundtrack if you have not listened to the gladiator soundtrack um what are you doing with your life go listen to it right now just sit down and enjoy it I mean, fuck it watch the movie okay it's so good um it's it's really I don't know it's, it's basically almost the life, I, the imaginary life I wanted to have. I, I know that's stupid to say, and like, I can't have it, but like, how to put this, I want to have that life. So I, I, I'll try to manifest it any way I can, you know, you know, no, okay, spoiler alert, three, two, one. Basically, him, somebody dying for, you know, Rome or whatever it is, for his, uh, for a higher purpose. I, I find that so poetic. And, and lovely, right? Um, let me I think. Uh, what's the thing I'm grateful for? Um, yeah, I know generally music I'm listening to is pretty good. Uh, I'm, and also, of course, Animal Stroke, right? Just, just Iron Rand is fantastic. Everybody read Iron Rand, okay? I, I'm like at her first book right now, but she, I think she, I have the collected work downloaded. She, I think she wrote in total 60, uh, six, what is it? 6.6k pages. I think that's the amount. I'm gonna read all of it. I'm gonna master her work. Like this is it's not that much, right? Because because um <laughs> young is something like eight thousand or like eighty thousand. It's insane. Um but yeah I really want to master her work and integrate it fully into my life. Um I so should you if you're an ITJ and you have not read Iron Rand, okay you need to read it okay it's the it's the number one book one number one books you have to read to understand to be a true pragmatic basically be a true pragmatic um, <laughs> um some people suggest that you talk about some other things but i've covered enough i think this episode and uh i want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in a little uh 
grateful round. Now I'm great saying thank you for uh, listening and um, subscribe to the channel. Uh, really uh, appreciate it. Leave a like if you know it makes no difference to the algorithm. Um, you, you listening to this so far has probably a bigger impact than you liking the video. But do it anyway, you know, if you enjoyed it, actually. Who knows? Maybe it works. Leave a fucking comment. Like I said in the beginning, please. I want to actually hear your opinions. Uh, otherwise, I'm just, you know, screaming at a wall. Um, <laughs> I'm not that religious. Um, let me see. Uh, download the reading list, it's free, and uh, join the Discord, a lot of f fun people there, you know, a lot of baseness, um, and uh, yeah, I enjoy the people, I'm thankful for you all, and I think I'll see everybody in the next one. Fuck bitches, get money.